Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and look, it's not every day where you meet Canadians who go off and buy a bunch of re residential real estate as income properties here in Canada, and then leverage those properties to be able to go and get a lifestyle property in Turks and Caicos. But that's exactly what Andrew Palitas and Paul DeBruzzo have done. It's what we're talking about today. I'm pumped for these guys because I knew them when they were there in their 20s, early 20s, when they started buying properties, and it takes a lot of guts to buy income property in your early 20s. I mean, they started around 2007, 2000. 2008, when the financial crisis in the U.S. was hitting, they were probably oblivious to it being in your 20s and maybe not even paying attention to it. But a lot of people, I'm sure, would have told them not to proceed with what they were doing based on the economic situation in the U.S. at that time. But they went on and did what they've done. Um, they've been able to uh, do really well with their income properties here in Canada, and they've been able to tap into some of that to be able to go buy some property in Turks and Caicos. And on this episode, we break down the process, what they've learned the, around the financing, um, how they rent it out. And it's interesting when you hear what they thought they were going to be able to rent it out for and what they're actually earning. And Turks and Caicos, I mean, I've never been, but uh, after the episode, they were talking about that they went to, I guess, Prince, who's passed away now, has a property down there, and they were in the property before it went up for auction. Um, tons of celebrities are down there. Uh, I think Andrew was mentioning one of the, uh, I won't mention her name right now, but one of the big fashion uh, moguls in in, uh, in the world right now has a property down there, and they were kind of swimming off her beach and stuff like that. So uh, apparently a lot of uh, celebrities kind of, live the life down in Turks and Caicos. But uh, these guys bought a property down there and they break it all down for us, which I just find, I love it. Um, I love the fact that um, neither of these guys came from really um, families that would do this kind of thing, but they've built this up themselves and now done this. So uh, great episode. Love talking about these stories. These are guys living life on their terms, which to me is what life is all about. We're all here for a very short time. So there's no use making yourself crazy doing things that you do not want to do. I mean, that's the place that I was in and I was going crazy. Um, and it's why I quit my job and Nick quit his job. And we started Rockstar to help ourselves and to help other people live life on their terms. So to, to meet guys who were members of Rockstar, who then went and joined Rockstar, um, the team, and are now doing this. This is just coming full circle for us. So, you know, just feel like these are great guys and it's a it's a great episode. And if you want to um, figure out how Canadians are buying properties, we put a case study together of one particular member that we worked with or still work with. And we put that blueprint of how he went on to buy a bunch of real estate at uh, rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash blueprint. So if you want to see a real life story of a Canadian who's gone off to buy a bunch of properties and explain how he's done it and share some of his story, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash blueprint and pick up that uh, that case study. So it's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash blueprint. And uh, we've put that together recently and you can find that there. Um, one other thing, these guys are offering um, pictures of their properties at a URL, um, and uh, they even are offering a discount. I'll let them. I'll let them mention it on the on the episode. But uh, if you want to check out their Turks and Caicos property, you can go to the URL rentgracebay.com. So it's rentgracebay.com, and check out pictures of their properties. And when I went to that site, I'd heard about this property. I'd never seen the pictures. It makes me immediately want to go there. And I'll just say it. If you mention uh, Tom or this episode or Rockstar, they're offering a 10% discount if you want to check out, if you want to actually rent out their property. And when you hear the prices of the properties next to theirs, what they're renting out for and what they rent out theirs for, you're going to see why that's such a good deal. So uh, rentgracebay.com is the URL for uh, the site where you can see pictures of their properties. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? 
Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we're live. You guys there? We're yeah, here. We're here. Andrew Palhitas and Paul DeBruzzo. Does it matter which one I say first? Like, do you guys said. fight between each other? Like, oh my gosh. I you already said Andrew first, so we'll just keep it that way. Okay. Yeah, he, he's older, but my last name comes first. Speak right into the mic, Paul. Speak yes. right into the mic. Right into the mic. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, so uh, I just had an alert come up on my on my computer, a calendar reminder. It says, send money to Croatia. What, do you, think, what do you think I should be doing with that? <laughs> you know what it was? I had to send every year we go to Croatia, and then we pay for like different things over there that our family covers for us while we're over there. Yeah. Oh. And then this year I forgot to actually send them the money to, to pay for our expenses over there. So it's a new strategy. I go to Croatia, spend money, get my family to pay, and then don't pay them back. <laughs> so, <laughs> How do yeah. you send the money? It's a wire? I have to wire it. Yeah, yeah. it's a pain. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know that Swift code you get? Yeah. You yeah. get the Swift code and the IBAN number. That's why always in the media when you see uh, like US tries to put sanctions on Iran, I don't yeah. know how we're getting from Andrew and Paul to sanctions on a rent. They, but they cut off the SWIFT they system. They cut off the SWIFT system because the SWIFT system is basically the international method to do large money transfers around the world, yeah. which is one actual practical use for blockchain and Bitcoin, that kind of stuff. If you could send, like I don't believe in, in cryptocurrencies as a replacement for the Canadian dollar as a currency, but the technology to like send money around the world absolutely destroys what we have today. Mm -hmm. But the reason that they won't even, they'll have a tough fight replacing the SWIFT system is the SWIFT system is supposed to be an independent body, but the U.S. kind of strong arms them mm -hmm. a little bit. And if they want to sanction you as a country, they just say, hey, we're cutting you off the SWIFT system. Yeah. So when you want to go buy oil for your country or sell oil, you can't get paid through the SWIFT system. And then what happens is people have to load up gold in a plane and fly it into your country. It's like me taking away your Intrac card. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so, you can't do anything. Yeah. Did we, did we think we were going to sit down and talk about Iran? today no no i just got Sorry. way off topic off to a good start so what do you guys so you guys have both been on the podcast uh in in the past um if you if you're listening to this and you don't know uh you got to go listen back to andrew and paul their original podcast because they both share stories of how they got started investing really uh i would say in their early 20s um andrew shares his work ethic and how many jobs he worked back to back yep. sometimes uh you just walked out of one job and walked into the next job pretty much uh yeah paul <laughs> shares how he started uh, investing uh, really young they both now wear gold gold uh gold <laughs> chains and tell me that i should buy a rolex watch which i will never buy <laughs> but uh so what's the latest what's going on with you guys the turks and keiko stuff is coming up what's what's going on yeah so I mean, how far back do you want to go with the story? Yeah, how did you, I want to know how you, why, how did you decide to buy the property in Turks? We, as, uh, it was an accident. Paul, bring the mic like this. That's yeah, how microphones okay. work. Microphones okay. work by putting them right <laughs> I in. I feel like I'm making out with the microphone. That's good. That's good. That means it's working. Okay. <laughs> Tastes funny. <laughs> it was, uh, we, well, we're both, uh, you can't see us through the podcast, but we're both very tanned. <laughs> that's important to note here because we spent a lot of time on vacations and in the sun when we were younger and uh we spent a lot of time going to mexico independently with our you know girlfriends and wives at the time and even together a couple of times and because we were investors here in, in canada and we had already had multiple properties here individually and together at the time you know the natural kind of inclination was hey why don't we look for a property uh, you know in a our desired vacation spot instead of keep spending money 
you know, blowing on vacations, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we started doing research on Mexico and um, I'm gonna, if you, what if you, mean you started doing research on Mexico, you like, what, what kind of research is it? Property prices? Yeah, I started. Well, the same thing we would do here. If we're okay, yeah, that's property. what I'm interested in. So you just looked at property prices. You looked at what you could rent these things out because you're not going to be in Mexico the whole time. No, we were we were, we were analyzing the, the local market and trying to figure out what the best price point was in order to generate enough income to cover the expenses while still allowing us time to go there on our own and use it. What did you find? Do you remember? It was, was Mexico. Why? It was difficult. Just the price didn't allow for... Well, they're, they're not real investments. They're lifestyle investments. Got so, it. you you know, our, our expectations were out of whack. It took us a while to kind of learn what to really expect from it. Got but it. Mexico, we ended up, we didn't end up uh, buying there because, believe it or not, within anywhere within two kilometers of the beach, foreigners cannot own land in Mexico. It's a way that the, the Mexican government protects, uh, you know, all that land they have within two kilometers of the beach. So what happens is if you buy a condo there or a house close to the beach... Uh, you have to buy it in trust. So the bank, one of the local banks there will go on, uh, be in, be the trust, uh, how do you say that? Will go on trust for you. Got They're it. holding the title. They're holding title, yeah. yeah. I know. So Thanks, they're like Andrew. the trustee or something? They're like yeah. the trustee, excuse yeah. me, yeah. And uh, they hold title for you. <clears throat> and it's a, like wow. a 99-year lease. That's all across Mexico? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Really? Yeah. So I guess if you bought a, but you, does that include a condo close to the beach? Yeah. No. Yeah. Anything, yeah. Anything. I started actually looking at Mexico probably mid-20s, actually, and probably even before that because I was always going, since I was like 21, going on vacation to Mexico, and I always liked it there, and I always actually thought I would end up living there. Um, but then I found out about the title. Why, are you la- why is Paul laughing when you say <laughs> I'd end up living there? That's not far off. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Andrew's taken uh, extended vacations in Mexico the last two years. No, three years? Two years. It was. I took a year off and then, yeah, it was, like, it was a few times. Yeah, times. that you've gone down for like three months at a time with the yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're was, checking out Mexico. Sorry. Yeah, so I was just checking out Mexico and wanting to buy and just looking at prices. And um, we thought that... Uh, going back to Turks and Caicos, we thought Turks and Caicos would actually lend, whereas Mexico doesn't lend. Turns out Turks and Caicos doesn't lend either. Okay, so Mexico, financing. Yeah, so on the yeah. financing, you couldn't go to a Mexican bank and get financing because no. you had no resident status, you're not a citizen, so you couldn't. You had no status in the country, right. so the banks were like, screw you. You could get... Which is normal. You yeah. could get some financing from the new, uh, from a new condos. The developers would give you what they call financing, which is really buy a pre-construction, and you have to pay us within four years at got 8% it. interest. Okay. That was financing to them. Yeah, got it. Okay. So that didn't really work out for us. And so how'd you get over to Turks then? Turks, you had been on vacation? Yeah, well, actually, funny. Paul went. Paul went. Well, hold on, uh, hold on. No, there's, a, there's a better part of the story. There's, I, I started buying all these. If, you're, if anyone's interested in this subject, I'm going to waste a lot of your time right now. So if you go to this website called internationalliving.com, they have, a, they have a magazine too that you can subscribe to for very cheap. They basically go around the world and do all these reports on different uh, countries around the world that are cheap and economical to retire in. And they had they published this annual report. There's called no Re- way Turks was on this list. No, no chance. Oh, okay, I was going to say. No chance. Okay, okay. Zero chance. <laughs> okay. But they published this, this this annual report called the Retirement Index. And they'll, 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 they'll tell you the, the best, you know, top 10 countries to retire in for, you know, people on Social Security, et cetera, et cetera. So they're actually really cool reports. So I had bought a bunch, 10 of them, and I'm reading about Costa Rica and Belize, and I would bring in the research on meetings that I had with Andrew, and we'd sift through it, and then 
our ADD would kick in and we'd throw it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. But no, we, but you're but I respect it that you actually did the research. Like you've yeah. always been like that, Paul, in many subjects. You always dig deep into the research on stuff. Wow, well, if, if you're going to spend the money, you're going to do it right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Know? So you. So what did you find out about Tur- when did you find out about Turks? So we were actually le- we were actually headed. Uh, um, really close to doing something in Belize or Costa Rica, according to the research. And then I just happened to go on vacation to Turks and Caicos with my uh, my, my wife. She was pregnant with our first uh, child at the time. She was six, five, five or six months pregnant. And we were there. And then we landed and uh, a small little airport. We get in our, in our rental car and we're driving. And what's the first thing you see when you drive? Yeah, just beach. Beach and ocean. Yeah, but I mean... Oh, and banks. And banks. <laughs> Canadian banks. And for a guy like me, who's an investor and works with investors... Yeah, a light bulb moment. I, I land and I'm seeing CIBC. And I'm like, huh? And then an extra kilometer later, I see Scotia Bank. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I see Royal Bank. And before we even really, got... Eh? Before we that. got to our condo, I already... They, they have the... Their MLS, they still use a magazine. A th- big, thick magazine. Old school. Yeah. And they have an MLS online, but... Before I got to my condo, I already had a magazine. And I was like deep inside the magazine. And Laura couldn't even talk to me. It was like, Paul, Paul. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> the magazine. And that's how it started. The next morning at 9.30, I was at the bank. And they opened. I remember they opened at 9.30. This is quite the family vacation that you're having, Paul. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I lost my mind. Because I'd never seen Canadian banks you know, outside the country. And at 9.30, I was at Royal Bank. And I remember the, the, the sign says they open at 9.30, but nobody was there because they're late for everything there. <laughs> so at like 9.37, the security guard opens the door and I'm in. I'm like, you know, let's go. Give me financing, Yeah, how does this right? work? Yeah, so I end up talking to a, a girl named Stephanie who is actually Canadian. Apparently, there's lots of Canadians in Turks and Caicos. And we got down that road. And then... Uh, so what did you find out? You can buy properties as a Canadian using the Canadian banks? Yeah. yeah. With, well, what I found out eventually down the road is they're... They're, it's almost like these, they have a Canadian face on them, but they're not actually Canadian banks. So it's it's not Royal Bank of Canada, it's Royal Bank of the Caribbean. It's not Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, it's a Caribbean Imperial Bank of Commerce. And it's not Scotia Bank of Canada, it's Scotia Bank of the Turks and Caicos. Come on. Yeah. So there are the Canadian, but it's it's Canadian backed money yes. with these things. It's but the parent open, company. The, the parent, parent company, company owns them, but yeah. they're operating with these names on Turks. But they operate with completely different rules. Like they do what they want. Yeah, got it. Okay. But the funny thing is if you want a debit card, like if you want to open an account, the like at Scotiabank, you get a deb- they make the debit card here in downtown Toronto. And mail it and over. And they mail it. And I'm like, well, I have it because I have an account at Scotia. I'm like, well, can I just go downtown and pick up the card? Like, no, you have to fly here and pick it up. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, because it's got to go through their processes. Yeah, I kind of, although that's ridiculous, like I kind of get it. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, then the next, the next day, I had found some realtor to take us out and see some properties. And we just went exploring, looking at condos and, you know, this and that. We didn't find anything we really liked. We were just kind of exploring. And that's kind of how the whole thing got started. And I got back and I you know, I told him and I probably called him when I was there. I don't even remember. And then our focus, started, both of our focuses started going on Turks and Caicos. And then it just kind of. So, Andrew, did you fly down then? Yeah. So Paul came back and said, hey, they, they finance down there. And and it, and so we're like let's invest down there, and he's showing me these papers and pamphlets and pictures of signs on the wall, five percent interest rates, five point nine nine, and we're like, <laughs> all right, done. So uh, I flew down there. How much money do you have to put down as a Canadian buying a property down there? It was thirty percent. So they was finance. We thought, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on. So yeah, you initially fly we down thought there. it was 30%. So, you, so I flew down there with my wife and we started looking just for four days, looked at every single property on the island. Within our price sale. range. Yeah. And what was your price range at that time? What were you looking? Like under 400,000. And what could you get for that? Like a, you can get condos or like we got a two bedroom house, two bedroom, two bathroom house. That's what you end up settling on. Yeah. And I looked at so many and, and so many were just garbage. Like they needed to be renovated. They were in terrible shape. The locations were shit. Um, but then this one that we saw was seven minute walk to the beach, which was Grace Bay Beach, which was like even on the island, there's different beaches, but it's like the best beach, number one beach in the world. Not better than the Croatian <laughs> beaches. We've already had this discussion. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. dad told me since I was a little boy that the Croatian beaches are the nicest beaches in the world, Andrew. No, but seriously, so, there's so this one be- to, there's like, this one beach in Croatia that I go to every summer, and someone listening to this might know it's called Brella. And it's a beautiful beach, so I don't know. I, like it's, I've been around. I don't. I, don't I googled know. it when you told me that, and yeah. it did. It did. It did win best beach in Croatia. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give. I'll give I, that. I, I see you smiling when you say, "Listen, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to get back to you on the best beach okay. in the world." Maybe, okay, I mean, I'm trip, sure Turks trip is advisor. good. I'm just, sure Turks is good. Does it have a patio next to the beach with linen cloths with professional waiters that uh, but you can it's, sit it's at? Not your it's, it's not Europe. It's not espresso, uh, fresh fish, true. fresh tomatoes, cucumbers, octopus salad. True. So it, it and then did, go I don't back think to the beach won. and you're ten feet o- ten feet away from your towel. You're right. I don't think uh, Turks and Caicos won best patio in, in in the Caribbean or anything like that, or or best salad. But <laughs> okay, probably, <laughs> get on get, get on with your property in Turks. So okay. so we go down there. We're looking at property, and this property, like right away when we saw it, I was like, okay, well this is the one. I need a little bit of work, <clears throat> but I remember I, I called Paul and I'm like, okay, this is the one. Like if we're not buying this one, then we're not buying anything. So. Um, yeah, we just put in an offer, kind of went back and forth. By then I had flown back, so we were just kind of going back and forth. Everything's slow, so the process, then we got the offer accepted, and then it was like a year of conditions. Yeah, Probably about nine normal. months. Yeah, oh, crazy, no right? Yeah, it no makes idea. the Canadian real estate market look like a dream, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. but to offer some perspective to, for people, like it's it's a more expensive island. It's If you've been to the Bahamas or Cayman Islands, it's got that flavor. So three four hundred thousand is really not that much money. We, we were just that's as much as yeah. We we've could still never been do. to Turks because we, because of my son's soccer schedule, my daughter's dance schedule. We only travel the last few years on March break, mm-hmm. and March break prices are already inflated. So whenever yeah. we look, we go down. Last few years we've been down to Jamaica, a really great resort down there. We're going actually down again this year. Um, but whenever we look at the Turks prices, it's first of all to travel March break to Jamaica at some of these resorts is super expensive on that week. But then Turks will it's not Beaches. double. It's it'll be like triple. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, it's astonishing to me the price. Beaches is, is bananas. Like the yeah. prices. So we got to get down there and check it out. Yeah. But uh, we'll hook you up. Yeah. We'll hook yeah, you up. yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I don't know. It's... Are the beaches any good down there? <laughs> um, okay. So you buy the place. No, it takes after a year. What happens? Conditions go through. So we put a financing condition. Do you do a home inspection down there? We did inspection. Yep. We did uh, financing. We were doing the financing, and then we were going back and forth with the banks, and and then eventually it became obvious that we weren't going to get they weren't going to lend to us because what they did was they were looking, they didn't even know how to calculate any debt service or any of anything, any of the basic mortgage stuff. So what they did is they looked at your bottom line of how much money you made um, and claimed ta- uh, taxes on. So after you wrote off everything here in Canada, they'd look at your bottom really, line. Really? They're looking at income as of last year. But yeah, bottom line yeah, after okay. your write-offs. Yeah. Okay. Then they would look at your credit report and say, oh, well, you've got like 10 mortgages. So they would deduct your 10 mortgages from that. 
So and we're can, like, you can basically afford no, nothing. But we're like, no, it already was deducted. Yeah, yeah. got it. So they're you're calculating double, it twice. Got yeah, they're it. double counting. So you're basically the teaching the banks how to look at your financial. We did. And we tried to. We, we sat did. down with them. We we we, they, we <laughs> had to numbers. sit. I had to. I went back again. I sat down with them, and they're like, okay, I have to. I have to tell my manager in Bahamas about this. So they didn't had no idea what was going on because I don't. It. They hadn't seen people like us with all these properties. It was mostly. Older people, people who are retiring or very yeah, wealthy people who yeah. are just like... Some of them buying it cash or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, we ended up being told that what everybody does is they refinance or pull their equity out of a property in, in, in the country that they came from. Okay, so in Canada, you refinance yeah, in Canada. and you just buy it cash down there. Correct. So they don't really even need the bank other than a bank account to put some expenses through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not then, getting a mortgage. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they must give somebody a mortgage. We don't know who. Maybe okay. locals. But or you were, like you that. guys were cutting some new ground. It sounds like. But to be fair, now we're looking at refinancing it because we just, uh, at the end of the story is we just paid for it in cash. We actually refinanced a few properties. Up okay, here because just, you couldn't convince them to look at your financial. We probably could have, but I would have had to go down there for a week and like hit somebody okay. over the head with a hammer or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how we ended up buying it, our place in Croatia. Like we could because we had no status in the country. Um, Actually, I changed that. We were forced to get our citizenship. <laughs> That's what happened to us. I forgot the whole story. I had to get my citizenship here. I went to the consulate here, got my citizenship, and then and Nick did as well. And because we got our citizenship, we were then allowed to pay all cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, because we, we didn't have any status in the country, but we were citizens, because this is before Croatia joined the European Union. But because we were Croatian citizens, we were allowed to buy. But because we weren't in the country, we were allowed to buy all cash, mm-hmm. and that's the way we did it. Yeah, crazy, right? But it sounds like that's where you guys ended up. We ended up. It was it was just out of like uh, frustration, desperation. <laughs> like, Do we buy this thing or just keep kind of keep trying to fight people? So we just we, we ended up just dropping all cash, and now we're in the process of refinancing it. Which and it's I think it's six months. Yeah, it's gonna. It. It's, we'll it should, be, it, will you, it should be easier this time. Okay. We'll Have see. one of you gone down and sat with the bankers down there? We're going in a couple of weeks. Okay, that's why you're going in a couple of weeks to sit yeah. down with the bank. Yeah, lots, lots of work to do there. Well, it's also we're trying to refinance also through private. Like there's private money because in a situation that's that complicated, some guy, and everybody knows him, his name's Keith, just goes down. <laughs> On like the island? Yeah, Keith yeah. just goes down there. So you just ask for Keith? Opens yeah. up Meridian. Yeah, and he just opens up his own private lending at 10% plus This is fees. a Canadian guy? I think he's Canadian. No. Canadian or American. Well, one of them's Canadian. I think his partner's uh, British. But, but you said he opened up Meridian. Meridian, it's his own Meridian his financial. Own. Oh, That's okay. It's not like Meridian from here in Canada. No, no, no. Oh, so got it. It's kind of Wild West down there. Like there's a pizza pizza that's not pizza pizza. Like I can go down there and open up Tim Hortons. Can, KFC. KFC. Like I could open up a KFC and then they're it's probably not, the not even going to stop KFC. me. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but um, yeah, I, I mean, years, like years had passed from doing the research to now being there. We got so fed up. And then we just decided to refinance the properties here and buy. And I was actually just talking to an investor the other day. And what's interesting is that he was mentioning how, you know, his his wife isn't even that interested in investing here, but investing in Turks and Caicos. And after the the member event uh, talk I did about Airbnb, you know, Turks and Caicos is something we want to do. And then it's how do we buy? And, oh, okay, well, it's difficult to buy because it's all cash. And I was like, the irony is that you don't want to invest here, but only because we invested here were we able to refinance and buy there. So Turks and Caicos wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Canadian real estate that yeah, we were able to refinance. And I, buy I, I keep up. telling people it's not an investment. It's a lifestyle yeah. investment. That's what we talk about our place over in Europe. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Like we're not looking to profit from that thing. No, I mean, we were. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> stop. Well, and then we'll talk about the Airbnb yeah. stuff in a second, but that's interesting. Andrew, yesterday we were talking and you said some line to me about something like only because you've made yourself uncomfortable. Can you be comfortable today? And I'm not saying you're comfortable yeah. today. Like you're not going to do anything anymore, it looks pretty comfortable but, right uh, now. but you actually do look pretty comfortable <laughs> sitting there. Um, but uh, what was that line? Yeah, it was actually, it was interesting. It was um, just, I was just thinking about how a lot of people, they don't want to do uncomfortable things. They don't want to wake up early and work. They don't want to work late. They don't want to put 18 hours a day of work in, which I know everybody in this room has done at least 18 hours a day or probably straight more. So nobody wants to work the extra hours or do more work and put in that extra time and do what's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to invest in real estate because it's scary or uncomfortable. No one wants to take financial risk because it's uncomfortable. So their whole life, Everything they're doing is to avoid being uncomfortable. And then ironically, they end up living an uncomfortable life. Whereas the people that go out of their way to become uncomfortable, that's when they're growing the most. And through all those uncomfortable situations, you end up creating a financial situation in your life where you can be comfortable and you can go on longer vacations. And it's really comfortable sitting on the beach for three months. Right. So you can now have these comfortable situations because you put yourself through so much uncomfort before. It's cool. I mean, I love the perspective. I think, and I shared with you some, uh, it was, I think, a Robert mm-hmm. Allen quote, or I think I paid for some uh, teleconferencing coaching from him, like maybe 20, maybe almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said this one line, he said, in life, there, there's two doors facing you. One door is labeled security, and one door is labeled freedom. And if you choose to go through the door of security, then you get neither. You don't get security and you don't get freedom. And if you choose the door to go through that's labeled freedom, you get both. You get freedom and you get security. And I never, for some reason, I guess at that time in my life, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh my gosh, this secure job or secure career that I'm after is not secure at all. And I want to go through the door of freedom. You know when you get like all inspired, but I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'll do something. You know, uh, that was a good... uh, yeah, so you just reminded me of that. So good for you guys. And so you buy the property. You're gonna try and refinance it now. You guys uh, got hit. You got hit, you got hit by a hurricane or something <laughs> yeah, too. No. So when we, so, when we uh, bought it, it it already had a tenant in there, a long term tenant, a uh, very nice British couple who were teachers on the island. So we just inherited the tenant and just left them there. And then, because you weren't planning to use it for your family right now, this was a long term. Well, yeah. You know what? It's funny because at first. I remember we were like, well, we've, we've put all this money down. We have to recoup some of our money. And we're like, we, we got to make some money back so we can't have vacancies. So let's just rent it to a tenant long term. And I think he's paying 18 or 1850. And we were like, okay, yeah, that's, that's the security. Funny enough, that's the, that felt secure to us. We didn't have the freedom or security actually, but it felt secure because it was okay. We got the tenant. I think it was and, more of a deep breath for me. I was like, okay, we got through eight months of you know, back and forth nonsense with banks and closing and lawyers that take forever to do everything. And it was just, okay, at least we're collecting some money. Let's take yeah. a deep breath. And Both of us felt that way. Like, okay, good. Now we're making money. And then after, what is it, a year and a half, two years, something like that. I think it might've been two years. Then we decide, okay, well, let's, we, got, we can't use this and it sucks. So let's renovate it. Let's kick him out. He's going to move out. Let's well, re- we got nailed by the hurricane. At the same time as he was moving out, though. Yeah. It was right on the cusp of him moving out. And he was a really nice guy, actually, because he put sandbags at the door and stuff as the, as the storm was coming. But so he's moving out. There's a storm. He actually, I think, left the Turks and Caicos because of that storm. It was the worst storm no, he, he had there. seen. He stayed. Oh, did he stay? Yeah. Oh, he told me he was going to leave. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, in any case, we, we get hit by the storm and we're like, okay, it's, it's got some damage. Anyways, we might as well renovate it. It's the tenants moved out. We can renovate. Actually, we were planning the renovations before. 
the storm. He didn't know. We we dropped the ball and didn't supply the deposit to the contractor. And just because we got busy, we were just one of those things we we're supposed to give him a deposit. We didn't give him the deposit. Storm hit. And we're like, well, let's just hold up for a second here. And how bad? What did the storm damage look like? Too, too bad. Like We basically <clears throat> had next to nothing in damage. We lost a tree in the back. It was 40 grand. Okay. 40 grand in damages. Next to nothing and 40 grand is different. <laughs> Yeah, I could see you guys are on the same page. Well, so, no. I mean, so you guys spent forty grand on the Renault. No. Well, okay, oh. okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. I'm exaggerating. Paul didn't see well, it. I'm exaggerating the wrong way. We had some water come in. Okay, got but, it. I mean, it's not like there's a basement or anything. So it, it did damage the tiles and the floors okay. and the bottom. Baseboards, doors. So, I, I mean, okay. I guess. I, I, you I, mean in the grand scheme of things, the house wasn't demolished. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like here's the thing. Is I went down. Actually, I remember it was a member event. Uh, and and you guys made a joke about it because I was heading down the day after the member event with a car adapter from the car plug to a, a, a house plug. That's right, because because you had no. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, there's no power, no water, nothing. Heat electric or water, AC, electricity, nothing. So I went down there, and the island it was it was bad, like it was really bad. Even when I was flying down there, there was like twenty people on the airplane that could fit three hundred. And the plane was almost empty because the planes are going down empty with just a p- couple of crazy people and then coming back with everyone leaving. So they're coming back full. So I was arriving and the plane, it was in rough shape. It was pretty bad. Um, there was like the equivalent of their Rogers, which is like their flow internet. Like they had a little shop and then the one little building that had internet, they put everybody in there on these foldable chairs like a church and everybody was like firing up their laptops and extension cords running from ceilings. And everybody's trying to power everything there and, and try and connect to people in the world from there. And so I went there for a bit to connect, like, hey, I've arrived, okay, connect to people. And then it was just off again, off the grid. So it wasn't bad considering, like, we had 40 grand in damages, but when I was meeting the adjuster and I could hear other people, they were like, okay, so, you know, 400,000 should be enough to rebuild. Wow. And, like, people were just demolished, like, homeless like wow. done cars were driving up and down the streets that were smashed by trees and so like the windows had smashed the the roof had smashed i was taking pictures of it and people were driving with their head out the window because like no. the car had smashed but they were still driving the car jim carrey style yeah like jim carrey yeah. yeah so they're driving like yeah actually like ace ventura head out the window everything smashed and then like they're just they still needed the car and i saw this big passenger cube van had got hit by a tree but it was still full of people carrying them to and from work and everybody was just hanging out. And yeah, life moves on. It was crazy to see. Like it, was, it was pretty, it was, I'll never forget it, that's for Remember sure. Remember those pictures of the airport it had like three feet of water? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Island living, right? Stuff yeah. we don't even think about here. Yeah, we take a lot like for granted. So yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, we didn't get hit hard. Okay, so you spend the money, you renovate the place yeah. and then you started renting it out. Is that what you do now? I don't then even know. Then we, we, yes, I he went down, I went down to manage some of the renovations and hook up with our property manager and then we uh how much well, is a flight down there how much are you guys spending on flight? five and seven hundred bucks yeah oh so off season five yeah. six hundred is, is there like a high season where it's expensive it's between six and eight not I mean, the five to seven hundred is not expensive but i guess it's I'm a, just a used short to european it's a flight. short flight yeah okay it's okay that's great three and a half, three and a half hours. hours okay okay. Yeah. okay so you go down there i went down i ended up sleeping in there with it <laughs> with the house half renovated under like in a bed like under covers so like the dust doesn't like yeah yeah all sweaty it. and gross disgusting and uh to hook up with our property manager so finally we got all these rentals done we took a bunch of professional fi- pictures or as best as we could and uh, we put it on airbnb and um i was at home i remember on the phone with andrew just you know trying to set up all these settings and within like 
40 minutes, somebody booked two weeks of Christmas. Wow. And I I hadn't even put the right price in. And I'm like, damn it, she got a deal. Because Christmas is expensive there. Your people are paying got it, got it. four or five hundred bucks a night on the low end, US dollars. And what did you have in the system? She got it for what, two ninety nine? Got it. Yeah, okay. like three hundred or something. Yeah. Because what happened is we were trying I think we were actually both I think I was at your house. Were you we were trying mean? to set it up. I think it was like May two four weekend. Speak into the mics, into the mics. All right, I think it was like May two four weekend and we were trying to set it up at your house. Yeah, maybe. I remember. And then um yeah, something happened. We basically were just trying to figure out how to use the app, and when we set it up, we so just kind of put a blanket price. You didn't anticipate price. that quick of a response. I put a blanket price no, in for like, December of two ninety nine, and then I was going to adjust like the high the high dates around Christmas. We put the whole year at that, because then we were like, okay, then we can go back and tweak high season, low season. Like we just kind of sure, got busy. Yeah. We're and like, then she booked like instantly. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, what? we didn't think it was that urgent. Like we, yeah, <laughs> we didn't think it like people were gonna look that fast. Like okay, like I got it half done, and we'll finish the rest tomorrow type thing like we'll tweak it tomorrow and then all of a sudden like we woke up the next morning or whatever it was an no, hour later 40 minutes later yeah people are booking <laughs> yeah this and so crazy. we're like whoa so we put everything on pause is that now your so did you is that your primary rental strategy airbnb now we use airbnb and vrbo same concept okay different companies got um, it and and how's it going great Really? Yeah. And that's the funniest Crazy. thing. Much better back. than expected. Is, is un- So you're generating more monthly revenue than you thought you would? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Better yes, than expected? Like we were really? renting. We had it rented straight up to a family at 1850 plus utilities. Okay. So we're doing in our, the math in our mind going backwards saying we need to generate like 2,500 uh, in to Airbnb, cover, yeah, to, to, to make it equal because we're paying the utilities and a property manager okay. now. Makes sense. And in the summer, which I thought would be a lower season, yeah. like july and august we were averaging four four and a half thousand a month no way in u.s, US. dollars that's is there is there a down period like that's i plus. don't know in february is anyone going there like when's yeah. the low yeah, season february is busy that we really? kind of thought that was actually so we thought june and july would be slow and that wasn't we were making like four forty five hundred then we thought like okay august september october yeah that's but then true. october we had three days of vacancy Wow. So we actually haven't seen the downtime yet. Only November so far has been the slowest. Okay. Month. And no, but then we had that week booked. Like that week I mentioned at the member event. We, I'm like, hey, we got one week le- that just booked. So four of the, the eight days booked. So, wow. so now it's, That's I don't know. Crazy. It's like, it's, so there it's hasn't crazy. been a downtime yet. I don't know. Maybe yeah. April? Just, it's, it's, it's keeps booking. So it's a good th- destination, Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a, a standalone property there, two bedroom, two bath. So you can accommodate families in there. Yeah, our, so you kind of maybe accidentally, not accidentally, you were strategic about this. You got yourselves in a good location with a good property, high demand. And yeah. if you're surprised, you're just surprised at the demand and Airbnb is facilitating that. So what, you have a property manager that goes in, like what's the average rental through Airbnb a week? 10 days? Uh, we, we five also, days? We also put four days as a minimum. Four, okay, so four so, days. And then who goes in after the four days and replenishes? The, the property manager will go in. He'll bring his uh, cleaning person. Okay. And you know they'll clean it up, change the bed sheets, et cetera. Yeah, yeah got it. Put the toilet supply paper back. supply shampoo and all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I put shampoo okay, and Okay, and then how much, so how much does that cost you? That costs us uh, 20%. 20% of the gross rental. 20% of gross rental. But now that you're getting so much higher in rental, you're good with it. You're totally hands off. Yeah. You trust mm-hmm. this person. They, they're doing a good He's job great. so far. He's great. Yeah. Doing a great okay. job. Awesome. And you know what's... And is 20% it's, considered hot? Do you guys consider no, that? No. That's a fair deal. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. what's arguable is that the, the market norm, like through a company, is 40%. I'd say 30 to 40. And that's not fair. Yeah. Got it. But that's what it is. So yeah, yeah I also agree in that sense that yeah, if 20% is fair... But it's just that everybody else is not 
being fairly treated. Well, I suppose. We, we pay twenty percent, and it's one guy who has you know a cleaning lady and a gentleman that he knows that he sets up, and it's just him. So twenty yeah, percent fair him, for him. For us. If it's a company with an office and a secretary, you're going to pay thirty because that's just a business and how they have sure. to run. Yeah, right? yeah it makes yeah. sense. So you guys are. Bottom line is, you guys, it's a you're you think it's a fair deal. You're getting what you think you should be yeah. getting, um, and then uh, yeah. So now you're just going to continue running, and then I guess you'll book off the weeks that you guys want to use it for yourselves. Yeah, anytime we want it, we book it. And I mean, here's the thing too: is we are all, like we're we're filled quite a bit of the time. But to be fair, we've actually it doesn't seem like it because our let's say the average is 300 US, up to 450 somewhere around there around Christmas time, but. At uh, 300 US, we're actually very cheap. It's a two bedroom, two bathroom house, about 1,500 square feet. And we have a king bed. Where can we see pictures? Can, can people listen? Is yeah, it yeah you can important? check Rentgracebay.com. Oh, you jumped on that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> rent, Boom. Rent, so rent, Grace Bay. W, yeah, dot yeah. Rent, R E N T, Grace Bay, G R A C E B A Y. Rentgracebay.com. You can okay. find us on Airbnb and VRBO. I mean, it's just the same picture. Okay, just if someone wants to see what you guys are talking about. Okay, yeah. so you're renting it out. So this place, like we've got the king bed, we've got a queen bed, we got bunk beds, and we've got a pull-out sofa. In theory, if you really wanted, you could sleep eight people. Got it. And yeah. so... Is it big enough to handle eight people, like the kitchen well, we and have stuff? A, we you have can... a full kitchen with an island, bar okay. stools, plus okay. a dining room. And are area. you advertising that on Airbnb, that it can sleep that many? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's why you're getting... That's one of the main criteria when you search. How got many it. people do you need? Okay. Yeah. We've got okay. A, uh, yeah, like our dining tables. Is it six people? It's or six. Eight. Yeah, six people. Yeah, six people six, dining room table. Probably but then we have eight. No. Yeah, six. I don't know. We'd have to six, check the pictures. Six, six, okay. six. It's either a, I think it's a six-person dining table, and then we've got the like the bar, like the breakfast bar. We have like three, 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 got it. three stools okay. there. Okay, so when people are searching, yours is coming across like a great deal. Yeah. Well, we, we hit yeah. that middle of the market where someone who wants like, you know, the luxury beachfront, that's not, we're not going to uh, appeal to them. But someone who's going down there with a family with two or three kids, like to try and get a condo, a two, three bedroom condo on the beach, you're a thousand a night US. Got it. Minimum. Okay. Am I exaggerating? Yeah, no. No, not at all. Okay. So our place at 300, it's a steal. And then if you're going down there with six buddies... You're going to get destroyed on the beach unless you guys are very wealthy. So our place with a sh- within a short walk to the beach is a steal. So we're capturing that kind of middle of the market who wants to be in that place but doesn't have, you know, crazy money to be, you know, in a super luxury. So far, any issues with the Airbnb type tenants that are coming in? No, no not with no. the tenants. Yeah. No, okay. most are pretty respectful. Like the okay. only issue we've had is with VRBO and Airbnb booking. And there's a I know, why are you using VRBO just because? Because why not? It's both. It's, I it's, know, but then how are you managing the bookings? They the same thing. VRBO is the same thing as Airbnb. They no, but oh, but are you using the same dates available? Well, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's where the, the only calendars come. are synced. I had to. It was it was a painful process to, okay, to go can. in both systems, and they both sync with each other. Oh, they do. So okay. if one, if you book on VRBO within 24 hours, it shows on the Airbnb calendar. Okay, but, but you could have a window times, where somebody people double cu- book. It's you. happened. That's the only issue we've had is a couple times people have double booked. Okay, like within, and I don't even think it's 20, like 20. It might be even like 12 hours until one updates the okay. other. But it, in that time, we've had people double book dates but then we have to unfortunately de- deny them where are you getting more response from uh, airbnb or vrbo actually lately vrbo really and that's not i have nothing bad to say about either sure. of them. no 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 it's, it's just, just what you observe you know what the funny thing is is vrbo be, uh, we have to charge a tax a traveler's tax 
So if you come, you pay $300 or $250 or $200 per night, and we have to charge 12% on top of that. And that we, we remit directly to the Turks and Caicos government. We don't keep that. Got it. Okay. So VRBO allows us to add that tax on top of the booking, where Airbnb does not. So if you look at our calendars, Airbnb is priced 12% higher than our VRBO. Okay, so if people are looking around, VRBO is the better they deal. They think, they perceive yeah. it to be that way, but the cost is the same. Got it, I see. Okay. So I think that's why it's happening, which is kind of cool. Okay, okay. But it's, it is interesting, like where our, our property is, and, the, and getting back to like the price and, and our market, uh, I had a, a potential tenant email me, because we're not right on the beach, we're not oceanfront, but there's resorts and things like that that are oceanfront, and then we're right across the street. And so we're a total seven-minute walk, and probably five minutes of that walk is getting through the resort that's on the beach. And so somebody was like, hey, do you have anything beachfront? Like, do you know any properties that are beachfront? And our place is like 300 U.S. a night. And I'm like, yeah, here is like a studio hotel room at the region grand which is beachfront and it was like 880 a night yeah us so it's an easy sale to make you guys look great yeah. to, to give people some perspective within 800 meters of our house literally on the beach uh the ritz carlton is building 60 condos plus a hotel how happy are you guys right now very happy yeah. uh, what apps are you guys using to manage this property do you have cameras remotely down there we do have okay cameras. who who installed those for your contractor <laughs> <laughs> we did did you yeah, yeah me you most, mostly around. on andrew's back i gotta okay, say okay so I you bought the cameras down <laughs> true actually there was a tie it was like 11 at night and it's hot even at night it's 11 at night and like sweats dripping in your eyes and burning your eyeballs and we're still working i'm on this ladder and Paul goes, it's a good thing you're here. I would have quit by now. <laughs> and then uh, he just laughed. But I mean, like it was, no, he, I mean, he helped. And he, he, we both had our skills. So we both were doing different things. I had already set up, to be fair. I'd set up those cameras on my house in Canada. So you bought them here, like Costco or something? Yeah, and brought them they're, down? they're swan cameras from Costco. I'd okay. set them up at my, my old property. I set them up at my new property. Okay, so you knew them. So I had been set, I set them up at my parents' house. So this is like the fourth time I had been setting up these cameras. So Wireless cameras connected to the Wi-Fi down yeah. there or, or wired? Wi-Fi. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're wired. Oh, never mind. Okay. 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 Wired. <laughs> Shows you how much they're, I wired. Know about cameras. they're wired cameras. Okay. They're, they're wired cameras, um, which I actually prefer wired cameras anyways, sure. because um, even if the Wi-Fi goes down and the power is not down, then they still record and they still record it to the DVR. So you you can view your property remotely. Yeah. Right? Yes. Over the phone, yeah. you can check it out and. Okay. Yeah. We only have cameras outside. Not in obviously. the property, the exterior of the property. Yeah, got it. Okay, you can check out the exterior of the property. Yeah, I you're to, right. I have to I, say that. No, no, you're right. It makes sense. I would kind of want to see the inside, but you're of course it's a rental. No, yeah, you can't have the in, inside of the property. Creepy. But you're yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so you see the outside of the property gives you some comfort. And it's really that way. good because like then we see like a pile of leaves kind of building up, and then we call the gardener and we're like, hey, can you pick up those gar yeah, those got leaves it. in the okay. front? And so like I actually can take a screenshot pointing at the leaves and, and then I send it, it to him like yeah like circle these oh leaves God. right here okay and then you guys have a bank account down there um I guess yep. do you because Airbnb yep. can be paid through Airbnb yeah we have uh we have a bank account down there you have that, a bank account that down sorts there. all that stuff out yeah okay okay and then you're getting paid and then you can do with your currency what you want you can build down some currency down there or you could do with it what you yeah. want I mean, we just, uh, we, we need money to maintain the place too, right? Sure. Yeah, furniture yeah. is not cheap. We didn't even tell the furniture story. Like, yeah, yeah like, everything is just difficult. Oh my God. Yeah. And expensive. Yeah. We, we bought, here, here's, I'll give you perspective. We bought an oven, uh, like a, <laughs> a stainless steel oven, anything you'd buy from Leon's or the brick, or whatever. They had the same, uh, what was Samsung. it? Samsung. No, it wasn't even by Samsung. It was a 
Frigidaire. Well, anyways, one of the GE. We get to the house. doesn't have a plug. I'm like, what? How, how does this not have a plug? We call the guy. His name is Ajesh. I'm like, Ajesh, like, why does this not have a plug? He's like, yeah, they don't come with plugs. You have to buy a plug. The oven doesn't come with a plug this, or there's though, no plug in the wall? It's the worse. <laughs> because the oven's No, it doesn't come here. with a, a cord. Like a don't plug. come with a cord. You have to buy the cord separate. From like the and utility said, well, company or something? No, go, from them. I'm like, well, why no, don't you tell me? No, not from them. That's the problem. What do you mean not from them? Because I call... Yeah, well, I was talking to Ajesh and I'm like, Ajesh, listen, didn't you think that maybe <laughs> if I was buying a stove, you could upsell me into a cord? Like yeah, I yeah. might have to plug this thing in one day. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And I go, well, can I buy this plug from you? And he goes, no, I don't sell it. And I'm like, what? He goes, you have to go to the do-it center to get it. So you have to go to another store to get the plug. And I'm like, why wouldn't you Tell me. buy some of these plugs and you know, offer it as an upsell? That's what we take for granted in Canada, like how efficiently things are done here. When Nick and I bought the condo in Croatia, um, I he bought it. I was on speakerphone during the negotiations. And he put me on speakerphone. He's talking to the sellers. Um, we buy this condo. And then two months later, he's like, Tom, okay, it's going to be done. You fly down there. So I flew to Croatia with my brother-in-law, not with the family, because I was going to go set it up. So from Costco, I loaded up like utensils and towels. And I had like two big suitcases to the max. And my brother-in-law had two big suitcases of all the stuff we would need down there, right? Pots, plates, whatever we could get down there. And uh, we go down there. I get into this condo. And it's still kind of under construction the condo it's not totally done and i'm like oh, i don't know this isn't looking 100 right but i'm sure everything's okay i go into uh the condo with uh with my cousin there and there's no kitchen there's no, no. kitchen at all like there's just wires hanging out of the wall and some plumbing and i call nick i go nick what did you buy how's it they told me it's totally ready but there's no kitchen here so i went and talked to the sellers sellers and they're like yeah like when you buy something here, you, we don't put in the kitchen. You you have to, the kitchen's extra. <laughs> oh, so I was there for 10 days. I spent five days at, at the equivalent of an Ikea, getting measurements, designing the kitchen, buying an oh oven and stove, uh, uh, organizing the installer. I had to ask my cousin to handle meeting because they weren't going to do it while I was there in that 10-day window. So I went down there thinking I'm going to put some utensils in the drawers and like have like a 10-day vacation. It ended up being just buying furniture and stuff. And they move so slow down there that it's not like here. Like you can't get everything done in a day. You know, mm -hmm. and if we had to buy, I remember we had to buy like a power, the washrooms didn't have anything either. So I had to buy like a, a vanity. vanity. Oh, no. And you know, here you'd buy a vanity. You'd kind of maybe say that's going to be a morning. Like I know where I'm going. I'm going to go somewhere in Woodbridge or Vaughn up here to some of the furniture. I'm going to buy vanity. I'll order it. And I'm going to come home there the buying the vanities all day <laughs> because I will go, you know, you go with someone, you stop at the bank, you get some money, but then the person at the bank that you need to talk to that handles your account, they're on break. Or, yeah. you know, they're not there yet. So then you have to go have an espresso and then just come back and hopefully they're there. Then you get the money. Then you eventually get to the vanity place, but they don't have the right size. And and what would take you half a day here would, is like you leave at eight in the morning. You're back at nine at night it's just for a vanity. It's bananas. It's totally bananas. So I can I can relate somewhat yeah, to this whole story. Everything. What it's about the outdoor couch? Did we, we, what did we pay? $1,600? Uh, we ended up paying. I'm a good negotiator. I'm just going to put that out there. We ended up paying 1600 US and I'm, I was telling Paul and Paul's like, that's ridiculous. And I was like, ridiculous. this thing was, I lost my mind. This thing uh, was 3400 originally. We but, were, but this is an outdoor like wicker couch yeah, got it, with got some it. cushions. Got it's it. Like, um, like 400 bucks at Home Depot. What's that brand? I don't even know. Solar something. I don't know. My wife knows this. Yeah, like I, I also know the one Sumbrella. you're talking about. Sumbrella where they don't fade so, in the sun yeah, and all so that stuff. So we were there and actually my wife helped me out too because me and my wife were like double teaming them and trying to negotiate and, and going back and forth and this and that. I'm like, okay, I'll go get the money. And then I had to go back and then they didn't take check or credit card. 
So then I had to like scrounge all this cash together. So what happened was it was a Thursday and we were buying, and they're really nice there too. Like the people are so nice yeah, on the they're island. so nice. Because everybody knows everyone is so small. Everyone's really, really nice. So they had already negotiated and help, we're, come on, help us out. Like this is, the, we're struggling here. And, <laughs> and this is, so we, I finally get there and because they needed cash, I'm like scraping all of like even emergency money, everything I could get together, right? There was like a limit on how much cash I can get from the bank for the day. Um, and so we're, there we are. And my wife was coming down the, towards the cash with the, the lady that had it. And then every Thursday night, there's a fish fry. And she's like, oh, like, and she's, like, she's still trying to negotiate more, right? So we had already agreed we'd come back and then we got like free delivery and everything. So then we're like, okay, oh, is there any more you can do? Oh, you know, we're, we're broke now. We wanted to go to fish fry tonight. I guess we can't go to fish fry. We're scraping together all our last dollars. And as she says, we're scraping together all our last dollars. They come around. They see me at the cash counting out quarters and like single dollar bills in U.S. <laughs> like, okay, I'm like uh, 87, 88, 89, and that, 89 and a quarter, 89. And I was going on. And then they were like, and I was a bit short. Um, and then I was like, oh, come on. Let me do a little bit on like a check or something. And then they went into the, like, the, uh, the system and I started punching around and it actually pumped up. And it was like below cost. So like you needed like a manager approval and then they approved it. They put it through as damaged and uh, we got the sofa and like everyone hooked up. And we're like, oh, awesome. Okay, but after we'll all you. that, I'll see a fish fight. Stupid couch is still 1600 After all that, US I called dollars. Paul. Oh, so hey. Now you guys are screaming into them. Now you're into <laughs> the mics. Now you're after, uh, I'm losing my mind. After all that, like, hey, Paul, check out this awesome deal. He's like, what? $1,600? I, I see you guys have the relationship that me and Nick have. Yeah. Yeah. You go and do a good deal. You tell yeah. Paul, he still thinks it's not a good deal. Yeah. So, But I mean, and, and, and when people say, hey, your place is expensive, I get upset. And then I have to calm you mean down. The, you mean the month, the Airbnb yeah. kind of rental? Yeah. yeah and I'm like, it. well, listen, a couch is like, you have no idea. Yeah, my gosh. Now <laughs> the couch is justified to my land rent. You don't understand. When you sit on that couch, you should be giving me $10 US every time you sit on this couch. <laughs> you know what else is funny okay, too? Is the prize couch. I had gone down there one is time. Is there a picture of this couch on rent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 God. <laughs> All right. Cool. We had, uh, we had picked out the furniture set one time when I was down there. And then so we ordered it from this guy at Jesh and... We order the furniture set and we order the mattress. And I get there and it's it's like you sit on the bed and you just fall through. And I'm like, wait a minute. I look, there's no box spring. And it was the same story yeah, as yeah, the got stove. It. Like, yeah, yeah. I have a couple of questions for you guys. You guys have accomplished all this. You're both in your 30s. You're 34. You are 33. Yes. 33 and 34. You started buying properties in your 20s. Um, you're able to do this because you uh, were able to refinance some of your properties or whatever you did it. You did it with the help of the properties here. Mm -hmm. Was able to You were able to get Turks. And to do uh, investing here in Canada was also a lot of pain. Right. It's yeah. it's not I mean, it, it's great, but it's definitely not easy. Um, so kind of kudos to you guys. Have you guys extrapolated out the next 10 years of your life? And what I mean by that, have you put in the properties that you own today into like a spreadsheet and just picked some random appreciation, whether it's one percent or five percent or negative three percent for a few years, whatever it would be and mapped out the next 10 years of your life to look forward? Yes. Because, yeah. Sure. Paul has. Yes. Andrew has. No. Has, you haven't. Because no, that's what's exciting for me. Because uh, for you guys to be at this stage in your lives at this point, talking about in your early 30s, mid 30s, talking about, yeah, we have some properties. We're flying down. Like you're flying down to Turks and Caicos like it's nothing now. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you're throwing around five to $700 to fly down there like it's no big deal. And I'm telling you, you just, 
I feel grateful just knowing guys like you who are doing that kind of stuff because that is a big deal. You're going down again in two weeks in November. People don't usually go down to Turks in November and, you know, go down there for a week to visit their property and stuff. So kind of kudos to you guys for handling everything that you've handled this far. Um, and the next 10 years of your life, Paul looks like he's already got it extrapolated out. But uh, Andrew, if you just pump in your properties into a spreadsheet and yeah, map and it forward 10 years, things kind of get really interesting. I had the spreadsheet when I was younger and I did that. Um, I haven't done it recently though. Like yeah. I haven't updated it with new properties and stuff like that, but yeah. The, the second thing I kind of want to run, run, run by you guys, cause you guys are always talking to different people and stuff is I, I just kind of had this crazy thought of like, you know, we all, um, deal with the banks all the time. What about if we just started a bank and like, forget the jokes, like how difficult is it to start a credit union in Canada? Like, never, could, could, never mind Canada. We're the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me just focus on Canada for a second because we have, a, we do a lot of mortgages here with investors. Yeah. Let's say we, we started a credit union here in Canada. Mm-hmm. We can call it something very respectable, like the Rockstar Credit Union, because yeah, yeah. that just, just, just gives you a lot of respect right out of the gates when you put <laughs> Rockstar in front of a yeah. banking name. So it could be the Rockstar Credit Union. But if it was a, a credit union for investors by investors, we're all buying properties up here yeah. anymore. anyway. Mm-hmm. We've done at Rockstar over a billion dollars in property. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously demand. We just need somebody who has some banking experience to kind of take us down that path. And I just started looking into it. It looks like it's possible. You can open a credit union if you have a similar group of people that are have some kind of bond together yep. in some way. And I remember growing up, I always remember the Croatian credit union, the Slovenian credit union, you know, all the different credit yep. unions you see. I wonder how hard it would be to find somebody in the banking system here in Canada who wants a new challenge. And we're already doing the business. People, uh, rock star investors are buying hundreds of millions of dollars worth of property. Mm-hmm. Could we not just start a credit union, fund it by ourselves? The way I understand credit unions work is the members share in, share in all of it. Yeah, they share in the profits in, in some way. Yeah, exactly. That's and the then, point of the credit but, union. And then, yeah, and then the only thing I don't know about credit unions right now, are they allowed to do, are they allowed to lend out more than they have in deposits like the banks do? Uh, or are credit national reserve bank yeah yeah <laughs> now we're or, talking yeah. yeah or our credit union is different it's like hey if the if the members of the credit union deposit in you know 10 million dollars that's the money available that's what i need to know you guys don't happen to know this information i don't do know i would imagine that they wouldn't allow a credit union to you don't think so because i don't think they want the general public to know that they do that yeah i yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. some yeah. form of it I think there might be some form some of it as form well. Of it like I'm, maybe there's just small rest- credit unions out there that are lending. That's money. what I would, that's what got me thinking. You know why? Because I know somebody that I know borrowed money from the Slovenian credit union to do a rental property, and I'm just and I just remember thinking, hmm, I don't think that Slovenian credit union just has this extra two hundred thousand dollars lying around. I think they're actually lending money that they don't have on deposit. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying this is a good thing. But if we could make it a good thing by knowing who's buying the property, knowing where the, the property types are, knowing what the rents are going to be, couldn't we mitigate the risks? Because we're out on the streets doing this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We have both ends of the, the spectrum yeah, covered. Yeah, yeah, Okay, That's so right, listen. Folks, you if, heard it here first. So if you run into anyone <laughs> who has any banking experience, and yeah, we can go down to the Caribbean. You guys can start the, if we start, Perfect. what would it be? That would Rockstar Credit Union, and then it would have to Caribbean. be the Rockstar, yeah, the Caribbean Credit Union. <laughs> Inspired by Rockstar. <laughs> no, Rockstar Caribbean Credit Union. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. I see how they do it. But uh, anyway, just keep it in mind. If you see anyone who has banking experience, because you know what? We need someone to leapfrog this forward. Mm-hmm. We can't go into this without someone. I looked at the regulations around this, and some of the applications look pretty deep. But yeah. uh, but it sounds like you guys would be in for it. Could be somebody listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what else, do you, what else uh, do you guys have on the go? You're going to keep renting out that property? 
that's the goal now. Yeah, you, I mean, it's it's pretty stable as is. We're just gonna, you know, we'll use it whenever we we, we feel it's uh, necessary, and we should keep renting. Is the fa- do any more. of your family use it? Not you guys personally. Like we have a rule that yes, oh. family, family. It's available to family. It's available to uh, our friends too. It's available to Rockstar members if you're listening. Uh, you know, we offer a ten percent discount. They, oh, to, do you to all Rockstar members? What do they put a comment in the? Uh, off just, Ra- Rent Grace Bay. Is that where the links are to? to yeah, yeah. If you, if okay. you find it on Airbnb, VRBO, or, or our website, and you pick a week or whatever days you want, just inquire and send us a note. Just say, hey, um, my name is this. I'm a Rockstar member. And we'll just go in and manually adjust the price. Okay. Some people listening to this are not Rockstar members. Yeah. I mean, if well, you mention, if you are. say, <laughs> if you say, you know, Tom, Got and then it. We'll, okay. we'll offer you. So 10%. code to, code word Tom. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rockstar, no, that's cool. Rockstar I mean, Tom. that's cool. Um, and then, uh, so, w- uh, what's next for you guys? Are you guys still buying properties? We're still buying properties. We're, uh, we're, you're not fully capped out yet. We're yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we're, we're moving into doing some small and medium sized development projects. Um, yeah. What, what, yeah. So we'll bring you back on cause you just are about to close on a piece of land or no, or is it too early to talk about that? We'll let that sit for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I mean, it's maybe a, yeah. Okay. Soon we'll be ready. Okay. We'll bring you back on that. Um, your kids, are they allowed to use these properties or do they have to just work and earn everything themselves? You guys have they young get a kids. Discount. They, they my get kids it. four years old. How's she going to use No, them? I know, but it comes like that. They get a yeah, discount. Like, yeah, I'm when just the curious. time comes, my, my, my children. I, get yeah. Here's the rule we have. Your I kids are going to grow up by vacationing in Turks and Caicos. Yes. Just want to set this down there on the expectations that you're setting. Yeah, they're not going alone. Yeah, you know what? Actually, it's funny you said that. It reminded me. I actually remember growing up and it was a lot of like the Canadians, it seemed like to me. As like a Portuguese immigrant, <laughs> they had cottages. You said Canadians, like you're just like, like the, well, I mean, like my, my parents have money. Were, my, my parents were immigrants, take me on right? Vacations. Yeah, yeah. So my my par- <laughs> like my immigrant parents didn't have a cottage, but it always seemed like these Canadians, like second, third generation Canadians, always had cottages. And it was up north, and everyone went to a cottage on the weekend. I remember thinking the same. And thing. I never got invited to yeah, any yeah, cottage. Yeah, yeah. But I always wondered what it was like to be at a cottage. Yeah, growing up, we never got, and we didn't know because I think all all our parents' friends were also immigrants, and nobody had a cottage. Yeah. But I remember seeing the people who had cottages. It looked thinking, like what? fun. It did so look like fun. This I'm is like, our cottage, but it's a winter cottage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a summer cottage. And that's yeah, what I was yeah. thinking. I remember thinking when we were buying this that it'll be cool that our kids can go to a cottage in the Caribbean. Yeah, got it. So at least then, then they'll be like, "Ha ha, I'm going to the Caribbean to my cottage." <laughs> Do you like Turks enough that you would buy another property down there? Yeah, we're uh, looking. That's in the works. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Right now, that's why we're trying to do this refinance. We get this refinance done, we're going to buy more for sure. Yeah, we know the formula. You know, we're not going to chase million dollar condos because yeah, yeah, sure. You found the sweet spot. Yeah, there is a little your sweet, sweet spot. spot. Our sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome guys. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Uh, no, no, I think we're good. Thanks for coming on, guys. This is a great chat, man. Thank you. Hey, everyone. It's Tom Kratzer. So hopefully you enjoyed that. As I said, these are guys that like started buying properties um, in their 20s. They're living life on their terms and uh, have now gone down to the islands and are buying a property. I mean, this is exactly why we started all of this. I'm just kind of super pumped to share that story with um, with you. And if you want to come to the exact same class that they came to start their real estate investing journey, um, you can go to CanadianRealEstateTraining.com and sign up for the class that we host here in the offices. Nick and I um, still deliver that 
that class here at Rockstar. We're hang around afterwards, answer all your questions, any questions you might have about real estate investing. At this point, I think we've seen almost everything um, through our own family's journey over the years and through our own journey um, putting Rockstar together. So you can grab a seat for that class at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. Um, someone from our office will call you and confirm your seat. It'll be either Jenny or Nicole likely. Um, she'll give you the details and uh, confirm your seat and tell you where we're the exact address of our office and that kind of stuff. And all of that's at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. I think that's it for now. Listen, we all have one life. Live it on your terms. Until next time, your life, your terms. <laughs>